Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. Jesus taught that no one's going to be able to keep these. They're just a guide for us on how to live as a community. Again, community. Well, we did all the high holy days, the sounding of the shofar. This couple was there. We went to camp out for Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles down around Wharton. And we were all camped out down there, Jews and Gentiles, camping out in tents and uh, everything. And so there was hundreds and they came down that day, sat in one of the uh, the mobile uh, uh, campers there with a Jewish man with the Torah hand the the, the Torah uh, Genesis through uh, Deuteronomy all underlined who the Messiah is. He's been studying this. He's only been born again for a little over a year, and he <laughs> went through all of this. Oh wow, a businessman, and he had this guy and his wife in their home for for lunch on that, that Shabbat. And uh, later on, uh, after that, they kept coming to the synagogue, coming to the synagogue. And one day, they came to the synagogue office to Rabbi John and Jesse and said, we believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and we want to follow him, but we don't know how. And they did a prayer with them. But then they also, uh, Beth Messiah, immerses, baptizes. So they gave him an application to be baptized. Well, at the end of this application, it says, we believe that Jesus is, Yeshua is, and we use Yeshua, uh, his Hebrew name, uh, Yeshua as the Messiah. And they said, we don't have a problem with that. But the next question was, we believe he rose from the grave. Okay, yeah. And they struggled with that. Satan came against them yeah, yeah. and so doubt in their life right. and, and everything. So they called me, and I took them through the Old Testament, and I took them through many of the scriptures of the Old Testament and talks about the Messiah that will suffer, that will rise again. And one of the key ones was in Zechariah, it says, You will look upon him whom you've pierced. Baruch Bashem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And I said, they're going to look upon him. He's coming again. He said, oh, I see it. Now now we see it. I see it. Now, what happens from then? Last Friday, they lit the candles and had Shabbat dinner in their home on Friday night. They're at the shul on Saturday. They'll be at the uh, uh, prayer meeting tonight, praying for Israel. Uh, And so, and they're your community connected. Good for them. All of the Jewish believers in Beth Messiah uh, were scattered everywhere. Alvin, uh, Spring, 
uh, Richmond, Rosenberg, all around Texas, all over, yeah. even Austin. You know, yeah. <laughs> so they come. But the thing about it is, Ray, we're closely knit with all believers in Beth Messiah: the Irish, the Italian, the Lithuanians, the Russians, the uh, people from Nigeria. Uh, we have China, uh, Viet- Vietnam, Philippines. Uh, Indonesia, we we have all kinds of races yeah. in our congregation and family, but they're all knit together as a unit, as a family, as in the book of Acts. All the new, first believers were Jewish. Yes. But then there came the Gentiles. Yeah, it was the Jews that was first taking the gospel to Gentiles. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And now I think that's going to happen again because we're seeing a lot of Jewish people saved. That's so good. But the thing is we have to build community. And uh, just recently I've been talking to a 92-year-old Jewish man, Segal, and I can use Segal Hebrew for, for him. And he's been saying, I've been longing all my life to have a closer place with God, and I can't find it. At 92 years old. At 92 years old. And he can't find it. And I was able to share with him the gospel of the Lord Yeshua. And see this 92-year-old man. I have led Holocaust survivors to the Lord in Israel who have become so close to me as family because they said when. When the shiny-faced people came to us during the Holocaust, we knew that they were different than the Nazis. There was something about them. They were persecuted, but their face was shining. Wasn't it Yeshua, our Messiah, said, you're the light of the world? They called them shiny-faced people. Shiny-faced people. So I was recognized with the Holocaust survivors in Israel as one of those shiny-faced people. Wow. So, wow. uh, yeah, and as a uh, a Messianic believer, I go to churches and teach and the feasts and festivals, but I never teach non-Jewish people that they have to become Jews. You know, one of that's one of the things that that we I believe is happening uniquely in Messianic Judaism and among many of the churches today. Many pastors have linked themselves to a Messianic Jewish group of people. And through that, they're getting the essence of both worlds. And both, both Jews, me as well, uh, I was called this week and asked, what do I eat for breakfast up in northern Louisiana? And I said, well, I don't eat pork and, uh-huh. and bacon and, right. and things. They said, well, what about gumbo? And I said, as long as it doesn't have shrimp, shrimp in it, yeah. and pork in right. it, you know, they said, well, we got to look up what we can feed you when you come here. <laughs> and it's really interesting. They're so gracious. God's people are so gracious to me when I travel throughout the United States and the world, and they prepare a different type of meal for me because they, 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 they know that I eat kosher. Right. And that's another thing. All, I've never stopped being a Jew. I keep kosher. Yeah. I, I go to synagogue. I daven. I pray at synagogue. I worship at synagogue. I feast and festivals are part of my life. To, my, so to, to, the, uh, to the people that are listening to this uh, right now, and I know I've got Jewish friends that are listening, and you have always taken 
somebody coming to you with the gospel that you have to stop being Jewish. And that's what was your holdup. I want you to hear what he's saying. He's Rabbi Ron is saying, no, this is not you stop being Jewish. Listen to what he's saying. He's still Jewish. Yes. And the 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 root of the the faith of the Christian faith is Jewish. It's actually more for you to have. The 92-year-old, if something's missing, we're, we're offering you more. We're not telling you to stop being Jewish. Yes. And Rabbi Run, you're doing all this traveling because you had said earlier that it was the Levitical, uh, it was their position to stand in among community. Yes. So that's why you travel so much. You're, you're still doing that job that has been done since ancient times, right? Yes, I, I still uh, do the blessings. Getting the among the, commu- right. uh, the communities uh, for, for them to hear about Yeshua. You know, Ray, uh, to, to you that, that, that are Jewish, one question that keeps coming, how can I cross over? How can I get past this, this Christian dogma, this, this thing? And, you know, somebody asked me if I was a Christian, and I said, tell me what a Christian is. To them. That's what I told yeah. those Christian people that were asking me. They said, are you a Christian? And I said, tell me what a Christian is. And they began to explain to me that they believed in the Lord Jesus. They believed that he died for their sins. They believed that he not only died for their sins and atoned for their sins, but he was buried and he rose again on the third day and he ascended that he would come and descend again. And I said, I believe that too. And they said, well, then you're a Christian. And I said, no, I'm a follower of Yeshua. And I'm going to tell you this today, if you're a Jewish person and you're listening, and, and I just want to encourage you, as, as, these, as I found myself and as many have found, and recently these Jewish people that are coming to me, uh, I didn't even solicit anybody. They're just coming to me. They know who I am. I've been around 82 years, so and been in Messianic Judaism for nearly 50-some years, and and uh, been a believer for 60 years and plus, and, and been in ministry nearly 60 years. Um, and so they're asking me, because they trust me, because I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm just trying to help people get into a right relationship with God. Now, if you're a Jewish person, it's a matter of not putting off your Jewishness, I'm not asking you to put off your Jewishness. The shul is important. The, the, all of the, the, uh, the, the feasts and festivals are ours. It says that these, these have been given to us for all generations. We don't have any choice not to obey God's word and to follow these things. So we remain in obedience to God. The thing is, we follow Yeshua. He's a missing element. And by the way, he's the missing ark that we're waiting for. We long to see the ark again. The ark was hidden. Nobody knows where it is. Every philosophers have said this, and uh, all kinds of stories have been talked about the ark. And so, but the main thing is missing is the presence of God. We need the presence of God, and we can have the presence of God in Messiah Yeshua. For Yeshua is God, who's come in the flesh to die for us and to show us the right way and the path for eternity, not just for this life. It has its sorrows. This Sunday will be the anniversary of my wife's passing 
on the 19th, we were married 61 years. Mm-hmm. And so the tearing of the veil, the ripping of the heart, the brokenness is there. But I thank God for my community, for my children, for those who call me, those who uh, set shiva with me, those who brought food, those who stood at the grave for the graveside. I thank God for my family as we unveiled her stone last weekend as a family and were there weeping, yes, but yet part of the healing. And then this year, I'm going to pass on the Hanukkah story to my youngest grandson who has Hanukkah at his house now, and he wants to carry that tradition on, not only the Hanukkah, but the story, the story being told, and also included the story being told of the Messiah and his redemptive power over Satan in our lives. And so um, just want to encourage you, as a Gentile, can I speak to you for just a moment, you as pastors and, and Sunday school teachers and leaders, never try to take the Jewishness away from the Jewish people. It is for you to enjoy and to be a part of Hanukkah's, your, it's your story too. And uh, we don't do Christmas. We believe that Yeshua was born during possibly the time of tabernacles, the, the Feast of Sukkot. Possibly we do Happy Birthday, Yeshua. Uh, we don't do Easter. Uh, we do Passover. We believe that Yeshua is our Passover. That And on that Sunday following the first Shabbat is the resurrection, it's the first fruit. And if you count 50 days from there, you have what you call Pentecost, which is Shavuot, which is the counting of the Omer until that time. And what a, what a joy for you to enter into that and to have part of that and come alongside and stand with each other. You see, when Yeshua comes into our heart and our life, we become one in Messiah. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that a Gentile becomes a Jew, and now he can go and make Aliyah and become a citizen of Israel. That's not true. No non-Jew can be a citizen of Israel, maybe an exception or something, I don't know. But it's the, the, the matter of fact is, the only thing that uh, separates us in any way is citizenship in Israel, and we'll all be citizens of new Israel yeah. and new Jerusalem. That's good. And the nations will come up at, uh, at Sukkot, and uh, they will bring offerings yes, uh, to adorn to Jerusalem. Israel. Yeah. Exactly. And if you don't, you don't get any rain. Right. So uh, <laughs> read the scriptures. In them, you'll find truth. Uh, don't, don't try to become Jewish. And I have people come to me and say, I have this letter in my name, Uh, I have this name, I have that name, Uh, this is in the Bible, evidently we were Jewish because my mother named me uh, uh, Esther or uh, Joshua or uh, Eli or or, or one of those names or Aaron or Benjamin. I have Benjamin, my grandson, Aaron, my grandson. But it's, listen to me, the most important thing of all is to have a walking, working, spirit-filled Ruach HaChodesh, Holy Spirit of God, relationship daily 
with God. We look at uh, Shavuot as the day God gave us the Torah at Sinai. Well, thousands died that day. And then, but when you look at it from Jesus' side, Yeshua's side, he made a promise that the Holy Spirit would come. Wasn't it interesting? The Holy Spirit came on the same day. It was the day of Pentecost. It was the day when God gave the Torah, and millions of people now live because of that day. And the church was born uh, out of Jewishness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always been controversy, and there's always been battles of theology. There's always been, uh, you're not Jewish enough or you're too Jewish. You know, Ray, I'm sure you experience it as you try to teach the feasts and festivals to your people. They think you're trying to make them Jews. That's what they say. And, I've had people quit the church saying, well, that, that Pastor Ray is trying to turn me into a Jew, and I'm not a Jew. Well, you know, we blow the shofar before yeah. every service. And when I have new people, visitors come in that are Gentile, and we blow that horn, you should see the look on their face. What in the world is this thing? Yeah. And, okay, Romans one sixteen, friends, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone. Everyone who believes, then look at the order, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek, or the Gentile, which is me. I'm a Gentile. Rabbi Ron, one time I, um, okay, I celebrate Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, and we build the te- the temporary dwelling, the tent, the, the sukkah, and I, I built a sukkah in the backyard, and I sent you a picture. I said, hey, look at my sukkah, and you texted back. You said, that is the best-looking Gentile sukkah I've ever seen. <laughs> So I tell the church uh, every Sukkot, I I tell the church I have rabbinic approval on on my sukkah, and they just love it. But I have some people, Rabbi Run, they hear this talk of, you've said Sukkot, you've said some Hebrew-sounding stuff that the Gentile mind is like, I have no clue what that is. And I was that guy myself. I had no clue. You are talking about Gentiles standing alongside the Jews. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I had you on set for life. Uh, our we got a friend Dove Schwartz. He's the yes. he's the founder of my church, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a wonderful Jewish man. And I learned a lot of this stuff off of him. And now I'm trying to teach that Jewishness of the Bible of our faith into a bunch of redneck Gentiles that don't know what that stuff is, and and, and they hear it and they're like, "What in the world are you trying to tell me, Ray?" <laughs> but I show them it's in the Bible. Um, you were talking about the feast and the festivals. The first time I went to Passover, I felt out of place. Mm-hmm. I felt like this is not my party. I'm not supposed to be here. And until I found in the scripture where the Lord says, anybody, any foreigner among you that yes. wants to partake, they can. And he gives instructions on what they can do. And I thought, oh, I have permission. So my second Passover, I had a much better time because yeah. <laughs> I felt like I get to you be were part here. of it. I get to be here. He included me in this. So. I think what I'm, okay, the order is to the Jew first. Okay, we talked a lot about how the Jewish people take this. Friends, I want to talk to my, I want to talk to my Gentile friends out there. When you hear, say, a pastor like me talking about Sukkot, Yom Kippur, uh, all these, what are all these names? We don't know what it is. And we, we heard about we don't do Christmas and Easter. I don't either because, quite frankly, it's not in the Bible. I want to do the things that are in God's word. 
And when people see me, a Gentile, saying that I don't do Christmas, they think I am stealing their identity. Mm. You said the Jews feel like they're losing their identity when they believe in Jesus. Well, I've got Gentiles. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. When they hear me talk about the the real gospel, the real biblical faith, as the Bible states it, as the way the Lord wants us to do it, they think, I'm telling them you have to become Jewish that they're losing their identity. So it seems like we got the same thing going on. Jews feel like they're losing their identity. Gentiles feeling like they're losing their identity. What we're trying to say, what me and Rabbi Ron are trying to say together, is that what we read in Romans 1.16, the gospel of Christ is the power of God to salvation for everyone, mm-hmm. the Jew first and the Gentile. To my Gentile friends, if you thought I was trying to push you Jewish, and how come you don't do Christmas, and how can, okay, hang on, guys. There's a lot of, of wonderful feasts and festivals that the Lord God prescribed in his word, and it's, first off, it's to enjoy the Lord God, his, his relationship. It's the way he wants us to do it. God knows better than us. I think we should do it God's way, Correct. And also, it's huge what you said, Rabbi Ron, it's to get community with the Jewish people. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's the best thing I have learned out of teaching the Bible from the, the Jewish roots is that it has gotten me closer to the Jewish believers. And that has been a blessing. I have missed my entire, quote, Christian life yeah. growing up until I discovered this, what more blessing there is in it and being closer to the Jewish people. And it's yeah. been fantastic. Well, Ray, um, Leviticus 23 begins and starts out with, these are the modim. These are the feasts of the Lord. Now, Israel says those are ours. Yeah. And many Jewish people, even listening now, get infuriated and call me a traitor and all of that. And there are those that, don't like me, and even to the point of hate me, uh, because I, I, you know, denied something and embraced Yeshua. I've never left my people. Um, in Leviticus twenty-three, it starts out and it begins to tell you about uh, Shabbat and keep the Sabbath day and keep it holy, and then it talks about unleavened. The unleavened bread. It mm-hmm. talks about Passover, Pesach, Passover, and then it goes on to Sukkot, the counting of the time, the fifty days. To and then it goes on and talks about in this month you'll celebrate the sounding of the shofar, and what that repre- represents. And when you think about the sounding of the shofar, you think about the great shofar. Yeah. And Jewish people pray every day at the wall in Israel, Father, sound upon the great shofar, our freedom. Gather your outcasts from the four corners of the earth. And so we, we sound the shofar, the hundred, hundred and some times it's blasted. One thing uh, that I, I go to churches and they sound the shofar and it's so exciting because the shofar is is not us summonsing God. Right. It's God summonsing us. Thank 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.